Hey folks, this is Shimit and you're listening to my podcast. It's called This Is Me Talking, uh, where I talk about the things and I believe that you guys listen. So let's start the show. listening to me this is shimit and uh, welcome to the podcast this is me talking and uh, how are you guys doing how are you guys are you listening hello knock knock yes no whatever <laughs> fuck it all right so how are you guys i hope everything is fine your no work period is going fine and if you working from home i hope that's going fine i hope you're not feeling weird that you have you, you you have to do things according to your parents or according to your society because it's lockdown you're wearing mask because the government is saying so i don't wear mask i don't like it i don't just don't fucking like it i don't like to wear anything which is on my face except my face that's all i don't like it and it's not because i am not saying that you should not wear a mask if you're going to a supermarket and if there is a rule that you have to wear a mask to go inside just wear that mask there is nothing wrong in it but fucking all the time i can't wear a mask i just can't i just can't wear a mask if i'm sitting in, an, in at a tea shop and smoking a cigarette and and having a cup of tea i can't do that that's not me that's not the thing if i'm sitting with five other friends of mine and you expect me to wear mask and talk to you i can't do that i just can't i don't like it i am not against wearing a mask but i'm just against people who force you to wear a mask that's my point they are fucking idiots you have a choice of not wearing mask but you chose to wear a mask that's fine don't fucking throw your choice on me all right all right am i clear am i clear all right if you are one of those people just fuck you okay just go away don't fucking tell me what to do what not to do that's the whole point that's my point so how are you people i am sorry for not uploading any episode last wednesday it's my bad uh, my two weeks have been terrible that fucking oh shit it's like you know it's like that kind of situation where you went on a date 
okay and you're waiting for the girl to come and meanwhile you're waiting you're having cup of tea or coffee in that cafe and suddenly you spill that coffee all right and all the time you're just thinking fuck what now fuck and and you're wearing a white t-shirt and that coffee stain is still there no matter how much you wash okay the girl has still not come all right or even the boy has still not come but you have spilled the coffee on your white dress by the way nobody wears a white dress on a date all right <laughs> but and just saying that you have spilled the coffee and that stain is still there you're not able to take that stain out and after half an hour or or an hour of washing and waiting for that for that person to come on a date you realize that that person is not coming <laughs> i was in that kind of situation how will you feel it's it's a mixed feeling of embarrassment and achievement or not an achievement but but embarrassment and relaxation at the same time <laughs> i am relaxed i have no issues with whatever is going on uh, but just that you know uh, it's financially hampering and that's been going on from past 2 weeks i have no work uh, my accounts are going empty and i'm looking out for work but i just don't know how to look out for the work i i am not that kind of a guy who who has contacts with people who can provide work or who has contact with people who can contact me to the right kind of people so i'm not i'm not that guy but i'm still trying i'm still trying through whatever knowledge i have to get the work whatever work i can find whatever can pay me at least i can pay my rent that's what i'm looking for but i'm not that guy who has a good business acumen but i'm that guy who never gives up even though he fails and then eventually comes a day that business acumen automatically comes in but let's see it's not happening though as of now i'm looking for some work mm, let's see how it goes and uh, what else has have been through uh yeah shooting sketch writing sketch that's what i've been to in these two weeks but things are not really fine uh, which is normal <laughs> i told you guys remember in my last podcast that you feel happy and then suddenly your mind goes something is about to go wrong so this is what the wrong is going on right now and it's weird but that's okay today we have a guest uh, on the podcast another guest arun he is a delhi based comedian but he is basically from bangalore uh, i am sure you guys might have not heard about him but he is a brilliant comic i love that guy good friend he is a very good friend Uh, and an and an intelligent person as well i am not sure if you will know that how intelligent this guy is from this podcast but he is fucking intelligent he is uh, he used to be a musician and uh, now he is a comedian uh, 
and let's see where it goes for him we'll talk about it later but but i want to know how are you guys doing things are starting slowly and gradually don't be so excited that things are coming back to normal uh, it's not going to happen soon it'll take 3 to 4 months to come things normal but i'm sure they will come to the normal normality of this whole world let's see how it goes on i feel stressed when it comes to look the thing is i don't i am not that guy who gives a fuck about money all right i am not that guy i don't care about money i just care about the work which i'm getting i care about that whatever work i'm doing i should do it with an excellence or i should give my 200% in that the sincerity should be there if i'm doing my work but the thing is when it comes to paying my rent then the stress arrives that's the problem it becomes difficult to pay rent because you can't miss that because because uh, with me here's the thing with emis you guys know emis if you pay if you pay emi uh, or rent if you miss one of it then it becomes a load on you so that's what happens i get stressed if the rent is getting late or things like that but i don't i don't give get stressed when my bank accounts get empty i get stressed when the date of paying the rent comes near to and i don't have money to pay the rent like right now this is what happened two weeks back so i don't know what to do about it i don't think about money more but it just just pinches when you do work and you just can't pay the rent still that's what the problem is so let's see how it goes on uh i think i i will be better i'm sure things just change things change eventually so don't worry let's do one thing let's listen to this podcast uh i had a brilliant conversation with this guy arun you'll listen uh, to the voice of arun and me next all right uh, have fun keep listening and this is me talking that's the same kind of date that i am looking for because like i am kind of heading towards the same situation as you <laughs> So it's like I don't know if you remember, like the first time we recorded the podcast, we had to turn off the fan and everything. Oh yeah, I do. No I, do I know. Like I'm in the same situation right now. It's like okay, fine. I don't have an AC. I haven't had an AC since summer. So it's like sweating with everything turned off for better sound. <laughs> you know the real struggle. Fucking real struggle. This is the scary part, dude. Like, fi- I mean, like when you had a job, like you're not worried yeah. about like splurging money, right? And now you're like, 
fine i need a mic you're going from low to high you're buying the 300 rupee mic yeah and then that shit so now you have to buy an audio hub for 400 because you can't afford the real mic right which is like 4k or something but uh, i know it's it's scary but uh, but you have to do it there's no other option yeah there's no other option but it's just like, like sometimes you feel like i wish i had like a good 25k coming in every month So, yeah. uh, what I believe is that what I have learned uh, from like staying broke from past four or five years is that uh, when I started full time, okay, and now yeah. uh, I had no money, and then now uh, I'm still doing it, but I have money. I don't. I still hmm. don't have money. All right. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that there is a match between these two things, like. like uh, you need to put yourself in a very desperate situation to get out of it or you can never put yourself in the situation and stay comfortable right yeah like but why you staying, need to go to the rock but then staying comfortable you won't be able to discover yourself because you're on the bed in an ac and that's it like like for example if i give you an option that you have a house where there is an ac and then there is a there is a maid who can give you coffee or tea anytime then there is a cigarette oh, see, shop see that's also gone now dude like now i'm <laughs> cooking by myself and like the maid is gone up to clean by myself wash so, the dishes after the podcast <laughs> what about your roommate kushagr is he not staying with you went away to thank god like Why? i can't stay in the lockdown to lockdown with another person in a space uh. and like a person that doesn't do the dishes Oh, fuck. so he's like 21, right? Like a child, dude. Like almost. So oh yeah. So you're staying by yourself alone. Like you'd have you. Yeah. And you're paying the whole rent. No, that's split only. But like the groceries and shit are at like my end. So. Hmm. So I just cook. I clean every day. But it's a pretty chill life. I like this life a lot more than when I was earning a lot. This is yeah. like a lot simpler. No, but don't be scared. There's nothing to be scared about it. At the end of the day, you will have food on your plate. Don't worry. Somehow, let's say your account gets zero, all right, and uh, somehow you will manage to have food. So nothing to worry about. Yeah, I'm just like waiting for you to get successful, and then I'll just ask <laughs> you because I know like mine's not coming for the next like two years. It's like fucking. I'm praying. I'm going to share like every video that you put out. <laughs> the next row, three hundred views from my side. Fucking dude! Oh shit! You have high hopes with life. <laughs> really high hopes with life. Dude, at least like from time put in, like it's like I know you're going to make it before me. <laughs> no, it's just don't I, it's a slow like race, that. but like you're going to make no. it before me. Like so, it's just like yeah. You know that's the best part. I have learned anything and. Anything can happen at any time. Yeah, you just have to that's, keep doing it. Yeah, that's the fact. And Anything can happen at any time, and it just—it's this is the way it is. Like you plan that you're going to do it two, three years, and then it will happen, and you'll become successful. I don't think so. That things happen according to the plan. You can have short-term plans though, but not long-term plans. Either. Yeah, you can plan that in a corporate setting, I guess. Yeah, like in a corporate setting, of, not like yeah. completely, but yeah. But not in hours. You can dream. I'll get. 
Our setting, no, dude. No, we no. have to give up every dream, every yeah. time. It's just we have to get up in the morning and plan our day. That's the shit part. Dude, like if someone did that for me, I think like the day would be a lot easier. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you knew for the next three months, this is the thing that you have to do when you wake up. Yeah. And then life would be so much simpler, right? Like now you're cooking and you're like, okay, what do I do? Should I write <laughs> jokes or should I think or should I work on old stuff? And then you don't do anything, and then you feel bad. Obviously, like I have I told you, I, I was yeah. reading this book by Simon Amstel. You know the British comedian. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. So his book is Help. Very and, vulnerable. Yeah, and his book is Help, and he has his uh, material in it, and uh, yeah. Uh, his own life in it. So okay, I don't know if I've told you or not, but I think I shared it with you or maybe some other comedian. We were talking about. You it. mentioned that you were reading it. Like I yeah. don't think you've told me what was in it. Yeah. So there was this one page. I guess it's hmm. at the end of that book where he says okay. that uh, you know why we feel lonely and why do we feel disappointed disappointed at the end of the day. is because and he has clearly written it in the bold letters is because we don't hmm. make a list of the things which we have to do uh, on that particular day and uh, if you make a list of the things which you have to do not necessary that they are bigger things or smaller things but just fucking make a list and it at the end of the day just tick that what all things you have done and why hmm. he said so is because the next day when you get up and if you meet people they will ask you that oh you know so exactly what you need to do yeah and and they will when you meet people they will ask you that so how was yesterday uh, what are you up to and you have no answer to it because you have not made a list you don't know what to do yeah. like for example uh, you wash dishes twice a day let's take an example and you yeah. feed dogs and then you clean clothes these are the three regular work you do every day but you don't make yeah. a list of that so if you're not making a list of that you're not considering them as work so you have no answer mm. to that question that what you did so that was an yeah. eye opener for me i was like oh fuck this guy is right and i started to and also i think like the simple things like you don't count them as work like when you're living alone exactly. you're cooking and you're doing the dishes you don't count cooking and doing dishes exactly. as work exactly but it's never been your work so that's living- like living alone and uh, and doing your own thing because you are yeah. so passionate passionate about your own thing that you just don't consider anything as your work except your passion yeah right like if i go for an open mic or a comedy show that's my work that's what i consider but not washing yeah. because technically washing dishes is also my work Yeah, pretty exhausting, dude. Like, if you put yeah. all the hours, like you would have spent like ten hours at least, but you're not counting exactly most of those things. That's what I learned from that guy, and I started making lists and everything. Although during lockdown, I'm not able to make a list and follow it because there is in lockdown there are hardly four or five things to follow. So that's it. Yeah, like, but even if I make a list, like for me, it comes up to like a very short term thing, which is pretty good. Yeah, so make a list. I mean, like it, it gets me through the day. But then, like you know that feeling, like when you look back. No, like, so don't. I, I think there should be some long-term lists, dude. No, so because like you don't notice it day to day, but like wait hmm. for four months and then look back for those four months, and it's just not like good. 
so uh, the the thing is once you start making a list you will stop looking back no dude i don't think that will happen just try it for a month and let's see what happens just try it i have done that and i'm not saying that it applies to everybody i'm genuinely saying that try it i'm not saying that i'm not sharing my ideology or an opinion but i'm just saying just yeah. just, just try for a month and uh, let's see how it goes because with me what used to happen is that the moment i used to get up in the morning i used to make a list and i okay. eventually i started noticing that i am getting excited to make the list like oh i have to get up in the morning and i have the first thing before going to the gym i have to make the list and i used to include the smallest thing like going to the gym which is my daily part in that list and would you plan it hour by hour or just like general no, no, things no, no. that just, you need just, to do just random just random oh okay yeah and by end of the day i am sure that i won't be able to complete everything but yeah i make sure that 80% of it is done but like i i made the list like for at least 70% of the lockdown but like i would do it like hour by hour no no don't do it hour by hour like just, just make a look we are freelancers we can't be disciplined like hour by hour thing it, as you said it's a corporate it's not a corporate setting yeah right? so that won't happen just make a like list. i try to make it a corporate setting because i thought let's mm-hmm. get the structure in and if i can strict to it like i'll be awesome no. and like you fail and like 40 to 50% of the tasks and you just like next 2 3 days you're just yeah. like low on energy after that yeah. it won't happen fuck it up the reason why it won't happen is because there is no one supervising you like in a corporate setting there is always someone supervising you like someone watching your work and someone reading your emails and someone noticing that where are you going where are you not going and what are you doing and exactly like your manager or a reporting manager whoever the fuck it is but when you are a freelancer you have no one to answer so your mind is always like ah kar lenge we'll do it let's see <laughs> that's the problem no but like i even at work i didn't like that part like that was the only thing i didn't like because like at work it was easy because like i knew what i had to do like you know yeah. exactly what you need to do 3 months ahead of time right because your sh- deadlines are fixed beforehand yeah because like you are working for your work is given to you after a year it's yeah because you're working for someone else like for example yeah, uh, like is... for example if if i hire you as my manager like yeah. you need to promote me and you need to get me gigs so i'm going to give you targets all right oh, yeah. then you will find yourself being occupied by all the things because i am watching over you so that's why hmm. so as of now just try don't feel bad just try for a month and let's see how it goes every morning just but like make. i'm trying to get away with like targets all together but like it's hard for me to get it out of my mind because like the first time like when music came like full rock bottom like it was because like in my head i felt like i didn't meet some targets like after 7 years but mm. you were like, so i don't want to treat comedy like that so uh, okay here's the thing uh, this is how this is the question which i really wanted to like talk about uh, yeah. i've heard i uh, before i guess before uh, the pandemic or before the lockdown yeah. i've heard it from someone uh, that you were into music as well yeah dude like i played for like 7 7 and a half years or actually more actually yeah like if you count so i was drumming for like 2 years and then i played the guitar for like 7 and a half years 
and you just and left, then i just quit left it like not not left left like but like our practice once a month or like it just slowly faded out okay so uh, just, if if i put it like if if i ask you from the beginning like i was about when i was yeah. setting up this meeting and everything and i was just thinking like what is the first memory of arun i have because uh, okay we know each other since uh, i guess when i left my job there was that time yeah. when i met you but i have no fucking memory about you and me connecting in a stand up show like like uh, i have a memory of of comics i saw them on stage and then we talked yeah or we met off stage in an open mic or a show and then we talked but i really don't have any memory of you okay talking. i remember the first time we met ha, that's what i was mic. saying was... like if you have a memory where we started talking tell me so it was amar's mic at pine room and uh, mm-hmm. 2016 winter times as usual like i didn't wear a sweater <laughs> because like i was just pretending to be like Okay. And I was cold, and then like I was just shivering and shit, and then you just gave me your jacket. You're like, dude, I'm fine, and you gave me your jacket. Oh, and so shit. I wore your jacket for the show. So like you were like the chivalry guy and all that, like. <laughs> so like that was the first. Really? Yeah, that, that was, was the first. first. Yeah, dude, that was oh. the. I I'd seen you before that, but we'd never spoken before that. Okay. Like that was the first time when I'd spoken to you. I think like December, November, December, I guess. November wouldn't have been cold. December 2016, isn't? It? Yeah, I think so. Oh, so the pint room Gurugram is it, right? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Right. And always when we, whenever we, 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 we started talking. I don't know when we started talking. I guess we never talked on that open mic. I guess. Not. But like not a lot. I, I like. I don't remember how we became friends. Like it's just exactly. on ferry mic. Not even. I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know how we became friends. No but... idea. We, we just started talking about comedy yeah. and all. That's it. I think we started yeah. talking about stand-up, and uh, that's how we connected. But like, when did we record that first episode? Like, in your was it twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen? That was the uh, that was the shittiest thing which we did. <laughs> yeah, but still, what, dude. Like, how long ago was it? Yeah, it's still there on SoundCloud. I guess it was uh, in. Uh, oh, you didn't want like your current viewers to know. No, no, I'm fine with it. I don't give a fuck. There, there are like whatever <laughs> they want to do with it. But uh, I guess it was 2018 winters. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't winter. It was not winter. It was sweating. It wasn't winter. <laughs> it wasn't winter. It was. I remember so, because we were sweating and. So it was 2017 uh, summers. Okay, that feels too early because, like, I don't know how we became that good friends yeah. that we had to do a podcast together. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. But yeah, but I remember that we were hosting uh, Siri Mike at Speakeasy yeah. in Gurgaon, and that's how I think that was that the whole one year of Siri Mike. Yeah, was the time where uh, I realized that my fear of bombing is gone. and i hmm. think i realized that we both have become good friend like this this yeah cuz we meet every week exactly every monday and uh, we used to sing not sing like you used to go to music uh, and do stand up both i did it once i think yeah 
yeah but there were other people who were doing it and we used to chill there because uh, apparently ferry guys used to give me free dinner so i used to ha <laughs> i used to hang out <laughs> with you guys a lot so yeah that was there but uh, so you are basically from uh, bangalore is it or any other yeah. like you were born in bangalore dude, parents are from yeah i was i've lived in bangalore dude, all my life pretty much so okay like even though we speak tamil at home it's not like yeah i would still identify as i'm from bangalore okay so but culturally you uh, you your family and your roots are from tamil like tamil nadu right? yeah like proper tambram <laughs> okay like, yeah, and nobody rigid. smokes nobody drinks nobody knows that i do like <laughs> they don't know still they like oh your lips are getting black what's happening i'm like i don't know maybe old age they still don't know that you smoke no dude shit and uh, your parents are strict brahmins is it yeah they've taken a lot of insurance policies in my name and they've taken no in the smoking section also so all of them are going to get denied <laughs> like when i finally go to a doctor and everything like fuck yeah. <laughs> and they're very um, strict dude they don't they've, they've never touched like eggs and stuff at home like wow. they would make that disgusting gag reflex thing if they see okay. chicken on tv okay and i'm just like into all of it all of it right but that's weird because my mom is uh, a brahmin and uh, till okay. date uh, till date we like when i go home still we can't cook food with onions in it so oh, forget okay. that conservative at your place yeah yeah so forget chicken and everything but basically my dad was not brahmin so he was kaise they had okay huh. uh, they had intercaste love marriage and uh, we were allowed to have anything what we want to uh, but that's what it is and but like you grew up vegetarian then like at home yeah yeah so uh, when i started like as far as i remember i left my home when i passed out from 12th class all right so till hmm. 12th i was completely vegetarian i couldn't even have eggs so when my dad was there before he passed oh, okay. out, yeah so uh, huh. we used to cook eggs in our home but not after that we were not allowed to do that okay yeah so no chicken no eggs i remember when we used to go to our uh, like some family functions and all they used to be non veg but i couldn't eat it i was not so i started uh, eating chicken when i was in my mba in post graduation so i guess oh, I okay. what, yeah i was what like 24 so 24 at the age of 24 i started eating chicken and i guess the first time i touched alcohol professionally was huh. 27 or 26 like you never drank before that like that's pretty late to start yeah i know and uh, during my graduation and my post graduation my friend used to drink but i just used to take a sip or something not like professional like a peg or something or a beer pint or something nothing so professionally i started at the age of 26 like, i don't think you should use the word professionally for alcohol <laughs> like it's the least professional thing you can do yeah but like but drinking professionally is like with a proper <laughs> alcohol glass and all. so like yeah, but that. like when did you start like the other stuff like the harder stuff than alcohol uh it was like 2000... weed and stuff like so even uh, that was after the alcohol yeah yeah that was in 2014 i guess i was 29 29 
Oh, okay, Prati. Yeah, I'm sure. 29 or 28, I was. It was 28, 29. That's how it started. But thankfully, it ended in an year. Now, it's been... Uh, Pretty late, dude. Like, don't you think? You see kids that open mics that are like 20, 19, that just can't get by two hours without three joints. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, I was not from that culture, you know? Like, this is the best part about culture. Like... People talk about religion and culture that they are the one, like most of them are confused between culture and religion. You can change your culture, but you can't change your religion. It's tough to change your religion. And it's easy yeah. to change culture. And why it happens is because culture gives you freedom. Religion never hmm. gives you freedom. Religion bounds you to a particular culture. Yeah, but I still feel like for them, it's like too, they're too young for like that kind of substance abuse. Yeah. But like, but... I feel like it's not my job to tell them, like, <laughs> it's okay, like, do what you want, it's your body, like, I'm not your dad. Or yeah, thing. because but these days, they... these days, uh, joint and hash and everything is not a hush-hush affair. You move out of your, like, I have seen people, like, I've seen kids of, what, 20 18 or 16, they smoke, they start smoking cigarette. So why not start smoking a joint at the age of 20? What wrong is that if you realize that it's wrong, like if it is affecting your health, you should stop it. Yeah, but like there comes a point because like I've sat with them for a while and like I feel like I'm the first one that's going to pass out. And those people are still going very strong. And yeah, like, because, okay, fine, now I'm really old. Yeah, because that age also matters. Yeah. Age also yeah. matters. That happened. So, you uh, you did your schooling from Bangalore, and your yeah. graduation. I did everything from Bangalore. College. Everything from Bangalore. And yeah. how did how did uh, Delhi happen, or were you you went to Mumbai before Delhi or some other place? Yeah, like dad was always in Mumbai, dude. So like it's like me, mom, and brother used to be in Bangalore. Dad was working in Bombay, like all the time. And uh, you have your brother as well, elder? Younger, six years younger. Six years younger, and he's in Mumbai right now? Yeah. Mumbai. He's but... in Calcutta right now, doing, about to do PhD. Okay, so, I hope he's not starting stand-up by getting motivated by you. Similar profession, dude. I don't think there's money in PhD also. It's the same. <laughs> His hair is like... <laughs> PhD in biology, dude, that too. And oh, I'm the one like shit. that motivated him. I'm like, shit. dude, go follow your dreams and shit. And there's no money in biology. <laughs> so I'm like, fine, still supporting. Okay, okay. And so your brother is in Calcutta right now and your parents are in Mumbai. Yeah. And how Central. did Delhi happen? I was in Hyderabad, like in a job. Mm-hmm. And then some bad relationships. And I thought I should run away from the job. And then Delhi happened. So I ran away to Delhi. Bad relationships, uh, as in, in in your professional career or your personal life? It was a personal relationship <laughs> in a professional career, which oh. is a problem. Wow. Like, that's, so you're that's, like, yeah, might as well be. So it was a pretty shit job, dude. So like, okay. I was teaching in the college. I was like an RA or something there. Okay. So I was supposed to do research, but there was no research work there. What is the so I was just chilling. Ari? Ari is like a research associate. Okay, okay. But you were teaching so there. classes. Yeah, I was taking some classes and uh, there was an IRDA office there, which is the insurance regulator above. 
Mm-hmm. So I was supposed to work with them on projects and stuff, but there was nothing to work on. Okay. So basically, I was chilling all day. That's where I started stand up. I would write material all day. Okay. And I was like, what, twenty three, twenty four, dude, back then. So the like, even the students were like twenty two, twenty three. Okay. So like one of them asked me out, and then it ended up like I ended up going out with her. Yeah. And that ended like very badly, which is like a very bad thing to do in general because you're going to class and then like she's there and you're teaching them and oh shit like That's it's not funny. a good dynamic. It's obviously it's not. Obviously it's not. It sucks, man. <laughs> and then Delhi happened in which year? Two thousand sixteen. So you said you were in Hyderabad and you started writing jokes, right? I started stand up in twenty sixteen, like April or something. Oh, so that's in Hyderabad itself. You started that's doing in open mics. Hyderabad, yeah. And how Two, three you... months before coming to Delhi. Okay, and how did you discover this uh, this uh, profession? Like, like for example, if you know, I've told you a number of times that Eddie Zard was the guy who inspired me to go on stage, and yeah. it just happens I went on stage. So, what was your thing? Who were your guys that inspired you to do these things? Dude, back then it was like okay, my comedy influences now were like very different from then. But mm-hmm. back then it was like George Carlin was like a very big influence back then. As in, like to push me to do this thing because he was just like he was like the most ballsy comedian, right? Mm-hmm. He's just saying shit about religion, saying shit about everything. Mm-hmm. So like that was awesome, dude. I used to watch him. Like I'd been watching him for two, three years by then, and I'm like, okay, I can never do this, but this guy is like my favorite. Okay. And then, like, when you keep watching, you just find people, right? Like, I right. found Dimitri Martin, who is just—he's mm-hmm. like me in terms of energy and the kind of yeah. shit that I like. Yeah. And so, at first, like, I went to an open mic just to watch. Okay. Like, I had no intention of doing stand-up. I just okay. like I want to see live stand-up. And then I went to like two, three more. Where was it? And then when the breakup happened, Hyderabad only. Everything. Okay. Okay. Was it uh, yeah, so Badass the- Comedy Club or? Uh... Some other place. Uh, yeah, Hyderabad. That was the only thing there in Hyderabad. There are like fifteen people, dude. So comedy Hydra... club is just like a name. Hyderabad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, that is. It's not an official comedy club. It's not like canvas or anything. They yeah, just yeah, I add know. something like that. Yeah, I have. There's uh, only like twelve, thirteen people. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, like, I had a word with uh, the Hyderabad comic Ram. If you remember, who's Ram? This guy who released his whole special on YouTube. Oh, Raj Shekhar. Raj Shekhar, sorry, Raj Shekhar. Yeah. I had a, I was talking to him long time back, and he told me about. So you started from badass comedy club, and you went on yeah. to watch stand up, as an audience. Yeah. Yeah. And and then what made you to go on stage? Dude, like, okay, so this is like, even when I played music, I couldn't play on stage. Like, that was my biggest thing, okay. which was, so, I had uh, like massive stage fright. So, when was music? Which, like, which age you were into music? 15 to 23, I guess. And you were just doing it for yourself. You're not doing it professionally. You're not taking it on any platform. You're just doing it in your room. That's it. No, I would play with bands and stuff. Like, I didn't have a permanent band, but, like, I would play with whoever wanted. Like, I just wanted to become as fast as possible. Okay. So, I would sit at home, practice for, like, seven hours a day. It's just, like, exercises every and, uh, day. And, like, that was life. 
what are instruments mostly guitar dude like just come back from college mm-hmm. and then like 5 to 12 like you know what you going to do this okay. just guitar practice and you have dinner in between okay that's it so you used to play with different bands uh, as a guitarist once in a while play once in a while but like i wasn't good at live so if they wanted to play indoors in a studio to practice and mm-hmm. stuff like i wouldn't mind jamming but like live my fingers would shake and shit so well, uh, like i just can't was, play live why was that why was that like why were you so uh, i don't know what should i say nervous with your like i was always that like i'm not good at a public setting like even stand up like i i've had like panic attacks like a proper panic attack where like <laughs> i couldn't breathe okay like the second like the first time i performed sober i think okay in hyderabad was like dude like my leg wouldn't stop shaking like for 45 minutes after the performance mm mm-hmm. which was like and i'm like dude i can't stop drinking so i drank for the first 4 5 months mm-hmm. i think if you'd seen me do stand up for the first 4 5 months you would have seen me drink 10 pints of beer every day and then we on stage yeah because I, i had to be an alcoholic to perform Because, because I was that socially awkward, like I couldn't take the public limelight spot. Like, was it because of uh, your influence from parents, or uh, was it because something happened? No, I think like parents are always responsible, right? Like you can blame <laughs> everything on them, and you'd still be right. True, true, true. There, on some level, they are responsible, I guess. Like, but yeah. Yeah, dude. Like they'll be like, yeah, you don't get first rank. You're worthless, and you're like, okay, I'm probably worthless, and I'll go fail on stage. So you can't perform on stage anymore. That's like it takes a while to just like get out of that fuck all pattern of thinking. Right? Yeah, it takes time. It takes time. I guess uh, that's what uh, happened with me a year back. You, I think when I started stand up full time, uh, I'm sorry if yeah. I take you on different note. but when i started stand up full time uh, i was living in a in a bubble you know a bubble where there is this guy who has uh, who has this uh, uh, low confidence and self hate anger thing okay. because of because he is not just open on stage and he is not he is not good with people your relationships are not working out and things like that so there was this self hatred mm. anger and everything and then things happened in the past parents and everything because of all that shit and now it is it is not there oh like you've lost all the self hate like you just yeah, made it, peace with yourself yeah it's 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 not there i won't say 100% uh yeah. but it's under control i'll say it's under control Yeah, because like I've seen, like you become like based on what I've seen, you don't face. Like I feel like you're more like comfortable being more like vulnerable kind of shit. Or yeah, yeah. Like you're uh, making self-deprecating stuff. You're just not. Yeah, like I don't see you be like very serious about. Yeah, like, that's what happened. Or anything. Like when I used to hate myself in my room. Okay. Yeah. I, I used to shit myself on. Like I used to shit on myself. so one day i just realized why not i take the shit on stage so that's what i did hmm. and now it is not there in my personal life like it's there but it's under control like if i am feeling negative or if i am feeling self hatred or or if i am feeling uh, 
worried about what will happen to me hmm. and I'm shit I can't do anything like that I can I can make up my mind and I can talk myself out of it okay so, so what well, I'm trying to pretty good to yeah so what I'm trying to say is that whatever you have you have read in your past or whatever you've been through in your past yeah change that it takes time yeah because like that was one of the reasons why I quit music like ideally like I shouldn't have quit it So it's like yeah that was my next question what what went wrong what went wrong with the music what what happened what no i think like really, before i started it was i have i've seen you playing at piri uh, you're great at guitar i don't know about drums but you're really great at guitar but what went like what happened i don't know like when you start you're just like very into it like so my teachers used to think like i was a prodigy kind of shit Okay. So like nobody told me that I was good, and then these guys were like, "Oh, you're like a very good student. You're my best student." Okay. So like everyone was treating me like that only because I was doing seven hours a day. Okay. Like they're not seeing that I'm actually putting in the effort, right? That's why I'm getting ahead of the class that quickly. Yeah. But like that peak will go down eventually, right? Like you're Just going to learn me, a lot in the first. Give me an example. I'm not even like, understand. Like say I could play stairway to heaven the full mm-hmm. solo in four months or three months mm-hmm. clean mm-hmm. like and no everyone was struggling in class which was just doing exercise and stuff and I was just playing Jimmy Page in three four months mm-hmm. right but so you like at that point in your life when everyone's praising you you think you're going to be a guitar god in like four years or five years mm-hmm. but like that's not going to happen why because it's taken I mean like what is a guitar god do Like your goalpost will keep shifting anyway. Like when you're four yeah. months in, like what do you know about music? You don't know anything. Like you've just yeah. heard some shit. Yeah. But like five, like you have some very unrealistic vision. Hmm. And five years in, you don't meet up to that vision, and like all your self hate comes to the front. Hmm. Of like, hey, lot of people were praising me then, but no one's praising me now. So like, am I really terrible or like what? And so, if you don't like cut that shit out and keep practicing, you're just going to get worse. Because you're just thinking, and you're going to stop practicing that right? because you hate yourself now. Oh, okay, okay. So now, since you are in a better position, and like I'm not saying uh, in your personal life, but do you regret that part of leaving music? A little bit, like, but. Not a lot, dude. Like, okay, but because that happened, like now, and because like I've been thinking a lot about it, like I don't do that in comedy. Mm-hmm. Like I can talk myself out of it in a day or two, so I don't treat myself like shit anymore. Mm-hmm. So now I've gone back to the guitar since lockdown. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like I have a healthier relationship with like art in general. Mm-hmm. Not like competitive for me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like making it and stuff. I just want like twenty k a month to pay rent, pay groceries. <laughs> like I'm sorted. Like that is making it for me at yeah. this point. Yeah. I don't want like recognition and. Yeah. Like I think back then there was that ego also, dude. Like when. You're like, dude. Like parents are not proud of me, so I want the whole world to be proud of me, and I'm going to show the whole world that I'll be Joe Satriani. And then, mm. yeah, which takes like twenty years or something, dude. Like that's mm. not going to happen in four years, five years. True. True. So you can't like beat yourself up that quickly. Hmm. Hmm. So that was not a logical decision, though. But then you also don't regret it that much. 
Yeah, because you can go back to it, right? Like I'm practicing yeah. every day now, like an hour or two, and it's fun right now. So, but as you yeah, as you mentioned cool. that you uh, like generally, and this 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 I'm asking because since you were talking about it uh, about the vision part, like your like after five years you have not reached your vision, yeah. and it sucks, all right? Yeah. Like, and also you said that what is what is God in guitar? Or, or what is God in an art form? Uh, yeah. Don't you believe that there is people talk about the greatest comedian or a greatest guitar player of all time? In uh, realistically, that's just a just a just a abstract thing. It's a very subjective thing, right? Like, mm. say we know people that love Linkin Park a lot. Mm. So, like, I know comedians that. So it's like, dude, Lincoln Park takes you like a month to get to, like as a player. Mm. But still, Lincoln Park gives someone that much meaning that like people are mm. willing to follow them for concerts. Mm. So then, like, what is like a great? Like, you can't say Lincoln Park shouldn't exist because like somebody is still like satisfied with Lincoln Park. Okay. So, so I feel like even if you're Lincoln Park and you do your job well, like it's fine. It's, fine. it's the same, like. Because there are still, like, we hate Dane Cook as a comedian. Hmm. But he sells out Madison Square Garden for a reason, right? Like, that yeah. many people like him. Yeah. yeah. So, so basically, you can't say that he's shit. Basically, it's like, it's like greatest of all time is different for different people. Yeah. And you just reach what you want to and work towards what you want to do. Agreed. And, and it will come, I guess, hopefully. Yeah, that's what happens eventually. That what you just need to be there and do your own thing. That's all. That's what happened with most of. But like, do you feel that with yourself? Like that, like now you have videos and stuff. Like, do you have like expectations of I want to see this many people come to my show or like does it do. disappoint you? No, it doesn't disappoint me. I do have expectations, and there is a reason why I've kept expectations is because uh, I believe those expectations are still. Uh, keeping me to go, like just be there and just do your thing. Like, like for example, uh, when I see people who are selling out hundred tickets or five hundred tickets or thousand tickets, yeah, I I don't get jealous of them. So there are people okay who are doing it for a long time, and then their their colleagues uh, are are doing much better job with I don't know hard work or not. So there are people who get yeah. jealous, right? I don't yeah. get jealous with those people because my expectations are from myself. You're getting it? Like, okay. It's I'm not forcing those expectations on myself. Like I'm not saying that from from now on, from next six months, I need those many people for my shows. I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that. Hmm. Because I don't want my stand-up to be affected from the force part of it. Like yeah, forcefully writing things and all. I don't want to do that because I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy who can write things forcefully, who can do things forcefully. I want to, I want to feel freedom. What is the point of being the greatest if you can't feel the freedom? That's what yeah, I exactly. That is yeah, yeah. So greatest or but not? Like what, it just happens. Like what are your, like what is your idea of like success and stand up then? Like, what are you working towards? Like, if there's a one-year goal or like a five-year goal? 
so i have made two uh, so if you ask me about the goals or uh, idea of success uh, there are two yeah. two, two uh, diversions in it one is materialistic and one is the the self satisfactory success all right so for okay. me the materialistic would be uh, that i do international shows i go to uh, these uh, 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 stand up uh, what do we call these festivals and i'm yeah. doing, i'm i'm on the road to different different countries and doing my own show that's what i define materialistic all right plus obviously the hmm. money part and i'm not saying lavish money part but a good life yeah. i it's been a yeah. long time i'm living a shitty life <laughs> that's why so that's a materialistic thing and then there comes a uh, another uh, uh, vertical of it which is i don't want to compromise with my content i want to discover new content every now and like for example let's say after few years one of my special gets viral and gets famous uh, but that does yeah. not mean that the pattern which i have followed of that special i will repeat it yeah. i want to explore mm-hmm. new new pattern of it. yeah it can be anything but sir, going be- on the road is not materialistic right it's not completely materialistic it's 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 not materialistic but why i'm saying materialistic is because uh, it, it's it's a thing which you can actually see and feel and you can do it hmm. right but when you talk about content like like uh, when i left my job i made sure that i should be better than the previous year yeah but but you as a different person won't be able to calculate it hmm that i am better or not but i as my yeah, that's for you to calculate yeah, yeah so that's why i have kept these two differentiations like the materialistic thing i have okay like you're it. separating the audience from your content exactly and you're just treating them separately exactly so like if i go on the road or if i go to international comedy shows and different countries to perform and all uh, uh that's a thing which you and other people will be able to see so that's why it is materialistic and the content mm. thing you guys you like that is one thing which i will be able to feel so that's yeah. that's that's something which is different so okay. that's how yeah. my pattern of success is and that is why i don't get jealous of other people because i envy them like i like mm. more if let's say you are able to sell 500 tickets and i am not doing anything so i will be like what arun is doing i really want that to happen with me but i won't be jealous yeah. that you know fuck arun <laughs> he's a fucking bastard okay. all right yeah. and just how can he sell 500 tickets i want him to die that feeling never comes like i never feel that until the person that sells like 100 tickets starts acting like they're better than me like then i'm like yeah. i fucking hope you die like that comes very quickly for me that so is just like i don't that is just a human nature you can't help it that happens in general yeah. corporate life as well that if your friend gets a higher raise they start being cocky so i have stopped thinking about it there are a lot of people lot of uh, people who started with me and they are now like selling more tickets and they act cocky to me but i don't give a fuck i'm like yeah fine you have your own space i have my own space that's fine people have actually yeah. been cocky to me since beginning there are a lot of people who have but uh, in a very early stage of my career i learned that cockiness won't help me i don't know about other people but that won't help me because that's not my personality trait i can't be cocky to anyone 
so that's like mm-hmm. that's the same like but sometimes i feel envious about like this fact like not about the size of my audience or anything but just it's like like sometimes i wish like did i do something wrong like when i didn't <laughs> like no i didn't do anything wrong i know like yeah. the networking part it's like i like i can't talk to someone like for material gain yeah it's like if i talk to you i'm talking to you because like it's a good conversation i don't yeah. expect yeah. shit out of you same with me but i see that like everybody around me is very good at just yeah. Yeah. maintaining a conversation for like something is this that you like, i'm like i know what you're saying because i've been through that yeah. and uh, for me the only thing which worked was that you need to let it go that that thing that you you need to accept that you're not good at networking that's it so what will happen is that the that layer of self hatred yeah. that you're not good at networking that layer will go away so you will feel more free you getting it because i have googled this problem i'm like hey why why is networking no. so necessary and shit and you know reddit i like dude it's called making friends and i'm like no i have friends mm-hmm. i'm talking about networking which is very different from friends you need to let it go because once you let it yeah. go the pressure of networking will go away so you will actually be able to talk to people and then that's that will be called as natural networking or natural friends that can be anything but like i don't get this thought every day i get this thought like once in 3 months when i'm just sitting alone and when i see like 10 other people have like good hey i opened for this guy i opened for <laughs> that guy and i'm like okay i'm opening this packet of chips right now acceptance is important here that's the key once you realize it takes a while to yeah i know it takes a while but you have recently left your job so don't worry eventually you will realize what i'm trying to it's say. been a year dude it's yeah so it is right now it has just been one year that you've left your job relax dude you're adding like seniority and quitting jobs right now like it's the same <laughs> like we quit it because we don't want structure you're like Like no. Four years senior, five years senior. No, I am just trying to. I am not trying to be like. I am not putting my gyan or putting my uh, thoughts. No, I on get to, what you mean. Yeah, I am just saying that that like you won't be able to realize what I am trying to say because because it is just the beginning for you. So eventually, eventually, after a year or two. once you yeah. listen to this podcast again you will know that what i was trying to say actually that feeling has no word or maybe there but is like a word i am not able to get the word that's it but has that feeling affected like say the first year like this is the first time when i've just seen my bank account go down and not the other way yeah so now it's like that tension is like it hasn't hit me yet because it's not like that bad yet but like yeah. i know it will soon reach that place like say in another year or 6 months yeah or something yeah like but for you has it like personally affected your like thought process and like your creativity at that point like when has that happened to you uh it happened for like big two and a half years and like when you're just tense and you're not, you are yeah. not able to think yeah yeah it used to be it used to be but uh, then eventually two things happened with me one is obviously huh. the acceptance part that i have accepted what i can do what i can't do like list yeah right second thing is just that 
that I have learned the art of living in the way I'm living. Like if things go more worst, I am confident that I will be able to survive. Okay. So like, it's just because you went through that for two and a half years or yeah, yeah. like, do you think you would have reached it even without that? Yeah. If, if, uh, if I, 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 I would have not left my job, I would have continued it. I, I would have become an insecure guy when it comes to money, but I'm not insecure when it comes to money. Like till date, mm-hmm. it happens that, uh, it becomes hard to pay the rent. You know that I've asked money from you a lot of times, but, uh, mm-hmm. It becomes tough to pay rent, but then when the day comes, somehow something just comes out and I pay the rent. That's all. Okay. Yeah. It just happens. Because like this is the first time that it's happening to me and it's like, like in yeah. my house, we were, we've always been like the, so like, I don't think we'd ever gone to the theater as a family because we're like, like the more we don't go to a theater, like the prouder my parents were. It's like, oh, you saved money. Mm. So I grew up in like that kind of situation. And okay. so when I start earning, it's like I'd lost that. And now that feeling has come back. Uh-huh. Of it, like, hey, why am I eating outside? Like it's cheaper to just order groceries. True, true. You know, like it's that. Like, so now it's like that's sometimes I think about that in content. It's like, do I have to put sell out content to get followers or but like, yeah, it happens once in a while. Yeah. So it just, it, it's going to happen. It will happen for a long time till the time you get your finances sorted. But that's not, that's a normal feeling. That's actually a normal feeling. So don't think about it much. Okay. Dude, now that's the problem, right? Like you have all day just to think. Like, yeah. Dude, this is the biggest shock for me. Like, not the lack of money, just the amount of thoughts in your head. Like, when you're you working keep, and when you're just smoking. You need to keep busy. Just not yourself. You need to keep busy. Yourself. You have to work on that. Because that's what's been working for me. I have to keep myself busy. That's all. Busy in anything. Reading or uh, cooking. Yeah, or, something. You can't sleep. Uh, you can't just lie down and do just, nothing. That's, that's just, why I started working out before, uh, like last year, because I know that working uh, out helps. So that's one thing which I did. So anyways, that's another thing, uh, which if even no matter how much I tell you that it's going to be okay or whatever it is, you won't accept yeah. because your life, like, yeah. Yeah, your life is different. Mine is different. And then eventually you will realize that what, how it happens and how you just do the self-acceptance. I guess your network is gone. Is it audible? Hello. Yeah, now it's back. It went away for a second. Okay. Okay. Uh, So fine. So uh, you came back to Delhi uh, in, uh, like you were, you came to Delhi in 2016. And your, that pint room was your first open night. No, no, that's the first time I saw you, dude. Like, Ferry okay. was my first open mic in June 2016. Right. And then Summer House is where I saw you, like, around that time, June, July. Yeah, yeah. Summer House, yeah, that was, that used to be in my great, my great. I think that's when you'd quit your job, right? 2016, July. 2016, June was my last day. Oh, okay. 
last month or so. I'd seen you around that time. Yeah, because I started coming back to the open mics again more regressively, more regressively. Because huh. I had nothing to do. So, <laughs> that is why. So, uh, I've seen you also uh, being, you've been a part of uh, protests and uh, you you post a lot of uh, things about... Uh, not anymore, right? Uh, no, no, not anymore. But like, uh, I want yeah. to understand the ideology. Like, I'm very naive when it comes to uh, political ideologies because uh, my belief is individualism. Uh, I believe that hmm. if, if like I need to do my part and then the society and nature, whatever the fuck they do, I don't do fuck. I just need to do my part as a human being. That's what I believe. Yeah. So, uh, you've you've uh, been uh, to some protests and you've been to some, uh, you've posted a lot of things about capitalism, right? Yeah. So, what is the, what is the thing going on around that part? Like, what happened to that? How it started? What the shit posting about capitalism and yeah, yeah, getting yeah. into getting that political. Yeah. Dude, like that because, was just like when we uh, met. When we met in the beginning, during the Fury days and uh, other open mics, I never yeah. got that vibe from you that you can be, you can be much more aggressively political. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I wasn't that at that time. Yeah. yeah. So what happened, dude? I think just my reading changed, or like, dude, I, like I don't think I was even. I would even say I was a feminist or something back in like 2016. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I was just dating someone and like. 2018 i just met her mm-hmm. and uh, so we would talk about this a lot and then yeah so she introduced me to quite a lot of things like things that i'd never read like or things that i'd never understood as like like i didn't think like women would go through these problems and so it just started from there and so i just kept reading i just kept reading and then you just get angry because nothing's changing mm. so you just start sharing on facebook Hoping mm. like everybody gets angry and does something, and then that's useless, which is okay. what you realize after two years. So, but uh, yeah, it started from there. So I got politically active after, yeah, uh, like once we started dating, me okay. and her, and then yeah. And are you still with her, or it's all? No, no, that was very short. Just I have just the ideology you now. No. Okay. And uh, what about capitalism? The reason why I'm asking is because I want to understand your uh, your ideology or your opinion on capitalism. Because, okay, I'll, I'll tell you what I think. All right? Like what about it? Like what about it specifically? No, no. I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm coming to. Uh, huh. like when you talk about my ideology towards capitalism and communist and socialism and everything. Uh, yeah. The first thing which I've understood is that this this world is so much into like this world. You can't, no matter what you do, capitalism won't go away. Everyone, each one of us. This is yeah. what I understand from my experience. I'm not yeah, yeah. Just, saying yeah. that you're wrong, but I'm just saying that no, no, each, that's one fine. Us, yeah. each one of us has mm-hmm. a capitalist capitalistic mind. Yeah. All right. That's what I understand. So no matter how much we do or how much we speak about capitalism and all shit, uh, it's mm-hmm. not going to go away from any part of this world. Okay. 
and that goes mm-hmm. same for all the uh, ideologies like communist ideology socialistic ideology or whatever it is it mm-hmm. goes for all the ideologies and uh, when you talk about when you talk when you take all these ideologies at a very micro level like when you talk about india as a country yeah what i have realized but like i have stayed in different states different parts of the country for my education and job what i have realized yeah. is that as a country our ideology is not clear yet like when you go to mm. when you go to uh, uh, eastern part of our india where the west bengal and the northeast yeah. states are they are more into communist approach right and yeah. correct me if i'm wrong okay uh, when you come to north it's more of a capitalistic approach right when you go to west it's more of a socialistic approach uh, they are more into labors and everything all right and uh, i don't know how south does it i have no idea about it but that's what i'm saying basically what i believe is that in our country we don't have a clear ideology what what exactly we have to follow like you in delhi people are more capitalistic when you go to mumbai people are more socialistic they're more uh, i won't say communist but they are more socialistic they they have a they they look from a very labor perspective of everything because mm-hmm. because in west they were more manufacturing industries as compared to the north so mm-hmm. that's how their upbringing has and when you talk about the eastern part of our country they are more into communist as you can see so that's what i believe so no, but like india as a whole is still a capitalist country like it's not uh, so you'd have a communist party but it's mm-hmm. not like i think the definition of communism has been like it's like it's gotten fucked up like russia yeah, and china yeah. and everything yeah so yeah. that's not like whatever karl marx said is communism is just it's a democracy but of the working class okay, yeah that that karl marx definition got fucked even before like when lenin came into picture when lenin took over yeah it's just yeah, like yeah. he kept using marxist lenin shit yeah. but it's not like communist according to marx hmm so like i mean like even in india if you take like the eastern states and stuff there's a communist party but it's still like a there is still a lot of private property and it's mm-hmm. like there are a lot of rich people mm-hmm. so but dude basically my ideology is just i think like if what like uh, if you earn like 30000 per household in the country you come in like the top 10% of household incomes in the country mm-hmm. so it's like think about like let's say i mean that means like we were born in like the top 10% of households which is why we can even do stand up as an art form or do music mm-hmm. it's like if you were born below that like say in the bottom 90% in the 90% it's like you can't even think about like having music as a career yeah it's like because like i've tried doing this uh, uh in the sense of like when i was in hyderabad like me and a couple of friends we tried to uh, start an ngo kind of thing Mm-hmm. where we just try to crowd source guitars or we try to like buy guitars ourselves because nobody gave it to us or anything mm-hmm. so and we we just go to like underprivileged schools and we try to teach them music for free mm-hmm. and it's like we could never get equipment for anyone we had like one guitar per school that's all mm-hmm. we could pitch in for mm-hmm. so it's like that kind of thing like when you have private property and it's like you don't control so it's like now you're not taxing corporates you're just mm-hmm. taxing them at like what 20% 30% mm-hmm. which is nothing because they're making like billions and like even billionaires above 
like eventually if you like calculate the amount of tax they pay it's like nothing so you can't like completely abolish private property right now like the way the world is developed yeah. so you can still tax them a lot more and give more healthcare and food and everything mm-hmm. and free education healthcare like even education and healthcare are not affordable to like so many people right so it's like you take all that out and then everybody should have like a basic standard of life and that's like, so that's what like i believe so that this thing like the uh, like there is no country who is not a capitalist i guess right now no not at all the, like but like if you look at some countries they tax corporates heavily mm-hmm. like if you look at scandinavian countries you'll see like a 60% 70% tax rate on oil companies mm-hmm. which is like something like but then you have to again there's that other thing of you have to hope that the government is not corrupt and the money actually reaches people which is like mm-hmm. a secondary thing because like But people are corrupt everywhere do you believe uh, that without capitalism a country can grow But like, do we need to grow this fast? Like, does the country need to produce twelve percent growth every year, or are we just producing twelve percent growth just to like? It's like a dick measuring contest, right? With another country, <laughs> like that's all. You're just like twelve percent growth, fifteen percent growth. Yeah. Our GDP is growing. Why do you want to grow this fast? Like, yeah, that's like what I was. Also going down. Yeah, that's what I was. Grow also... slowly, right? Yeah. Like, it's... grow slowly, or just just have your own pace. why not have yeah. your own pace and uh, do your own thing i mean that's what i believe like why not why you need to always compare your country with other countries and show them that you are a giant and you have all these things with you and you're going to fuck them up if the chance comes why why because not? these growth numbers are pointless right like as long as your population is fed and they're educated like why do you need to measure growth technically they are and as a country uh, yeah as a country and if you look at the current uh, political scenario of this world there are majorly two kind of two kinds of countries majorly all right hmm. there is there is one who want to be in the game of economy okay? yeah and then there is another who just don't give a fuck about anything they care or they do their own thing i'm sure corruption yeah. will be there in their country as well i'm sure there will be different problems in their countries as well but they just don't yeah. care about anything they just do their own thing they make their own policies depending on their own issues and they don't care about economical comparison from other countries so like countries like new zealand canada uh, i think australia as well they are more like that yeah. they don't want to be in the game of economic development they just care for their own stuff i am not saying that they care for their people though because at the end of the day they are a government it's an establishment they yeah somehow they won't give a fuck about people but like i'm sure they do care about their own policies more than comparing their policies with other countries yeah like those metrics are more important right like how much of your population is like don't club up mukesh ambani and like 90% of the country and say per capita income is like this yeah. much yeah it's like a stupid thing to do in general and do you believe that there is going to be a change like not really do like or like okay i used to believe that there is going to be like massive radical change and stuff like say when i was posting early on facebook 
but like now my approach is just like dude i just like give away money freely dude like whoever asks it's like yeah dude it's yours which is why like my bank balance goes faster downwards and that gives me like anxiety which is which is yeah, just so like fine they need more than me so basically don't do that <laughs> i mean no like you make the judgment of like hey th- does this person need it more than me and it's like if they're in like trouble i'm like yeah dude cool i don't expect no. it back so here is one thing which i decided is my you. idea for change yeah, yeah i it's know it's like if i do it i can't preach it if i don't do it like i yeah, can't I, say billionaires give your money if i'm not willing to give my money i know but uh, here is what i differ from you like right now whenever uh, i'm sitting having a cup of tea at a shop or something if a beggar comes to me i don't give them money yeah or if someone asks me for mm-hmm. money i don't give them because the thing is i know that i don't have it okay or mm-hmm. if i still have it i'm not sure that till when it's going to be with me so that is why yeah. i don't but what i believe is that once i'll have a sustainable income a, a, a regular generation of income financially settled then i'm sure i'm going to do things hmm so i guess that's how it's done i'm sure and and i doubt that this whole concept of ideologies or right wing left wing or capitalism and all this nothing is going to change like i'm not interested in the debate anymore like for now like i'm just reading for myself and like my own personal interest mm. like i'm not going to be the one to be in the front and change the world like i'm just going to help people out like whoever comes in my path and i'm not going to stand up as a leader for a group i'm not a leader anywhere dude. like i'm the guy in the background uh-huh. like i don't want to that much attention on myself like i'm a comedian like that's all dude. i don't have time for so like uh, maybe if, if i if you're interested in reading all these stuff uh, there is a book there is a Which book one? Uh, by the name guns germs and steel you can search it on uh, amazon guns okay. germs and steel uh, just just read about it and if you feel like just order it it's a brilliant book okay and who wrote it, it? Uh, the writer is just a second with gerard diamond okay yeah so you can read it and uh, it's a nice piece of hmm. information since the beginning of human race like how these things came okay. into picture hmm and if you if you look at it okay these ideologies yeah these ideologies and these yeah. three things germs guns and steel huh right like right now we are seeing germs okay and yeah. we have seen guns and we have already seen steel all right yeah so yeah that's how these three came to picture and what what exactly happens so it's a good book you can read it germs guns and steel just search it on google you'll get the link of amazon okay, okay. but like my flatmate once told me this thing not about the book in general that the like if you look at the history of the world it's always been cyclical like nobody is willing to reach the middle it's like you'll have somebody that's exploiting a lot which mm. is like too much capitalism one guy owns all the property mm. and so the peasants get like pissed off and they're going to put his head through the guillotine mm. and cut his head off mm. and then it'll go to a far left government and then somebody will get pissed off again and take back all the property yeah so that's a, going to 
Yeah, that's a natural cycle. That's a natural cycle. That's going to happen. That's what yeah, happen. So you can't force the scales to shift. It's just you need it to get fucked up enough for it to shift. Mm-hmm. There's like nothing you can do. True. It, things need things are not that bad right now. They're bad. I mean, like you can say they're bad, but not mm-hmm. not to the point where people want to cut someone's head off. Yeah, yeah, they're not that bad. And it's it's just yeah. I think it's just the nature going through the same cycle. Yeah, maybe like two hundred years later, it'll automatically become communist. And then again, it'll become capitalist. True. It's just like true. So like, but, I don't care anymore, dude. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> just take care of yourself. I think, I think uh, we had what I think we have enough for today. It's a nice conversation. You had fun. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? That's your fun face. <laughs> what this one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's Dude, like fun I don't face. emote like you know that I don't this I, is like the most emotion that I have on my face that's, and don't worry about anything it's going to be fine okay but like why hasn't the number of sticky notes increased in your cupboard because it's been uh, the it same been, it has been two and a half or three years I've stopped writing on sticky notes because I started doing longer sets that's why Okay, so they're like two and a half years old. I thought you yeah. wrote them during the lockdown. No, 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 no. They so are. I, they are two and a half years. Old. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I stopped writing on sticky notes. I guess 2017 end or maybe 2018 beginning. Because I stopped doing smaller jokes and everything. So it just happened that I started doing longer sets. Oh, cool. Yeah. I was like counting it, and I thought that many videos will come, and then it will stop <laughs> because no. I didn't see the numbers no. going. No, that's not going to happen. But anyways, Arun, it was really a great conversation with you. All right, uh, thanks for doing it. Okay. Thanks for having me, dude. <laughs> and you have fun. Don't worry about anything. It's going to be fine. All right. Yeah. Trust me. Just trust yourself. Don't even trust me. Just trust yourself. It's going to be fine. Okay. It'll be fine, dude. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Nothing. Death is not bad, thing, right? Yeah, that death is the best thing which can happen. <laughs> <laughs> See you. Take care. I I'm going to meet you soon. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Take care, See buddy. You. Take care. Stay alive. You too, dude. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Right, so that was Arun. I hope you liked this episode. Uh, and I'm, I'll be back by next Wednesday with new comedian or new guest. Uh, the name will be revealed on next Wednesday itself. But take care, have fun and don't be stressed. Money is not important. Work is important. If you have work, you'll get money. I don't have work, so that's why I'm not getting money. So I'm more stressed about getting work, not money. All right. So have fun. Just relax. Things are going to be fine. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. All right. So take care. I'll I'll, I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. Bye. (laughs) 